my super suit? What do you mean? Where is my super suit? I need it. For what? We've been planning this day for three goddamn months. <laughs> oh no, you ain't going out saving the world? Oh hell no. I've done my hair up and everything. Honey, I need it. Where is my super suit? <laughs> He plays that role so well, eh? Yeah, who, uh, that's uh, Sam L. Jackson, right? Yes, sir, Sam L. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> I love that scene in Ted. Which one? The Sam L. Jackson scene. Like, he's not in it, but they're like, she's like, who's Sam L. Jackson? He's like, you don't know Sam L. Jackson? She's like, no. He's like, have you seen uh, any movie ever? And she's like, yeah, he's like, he's the black guy. <laughs> <laughs> It's comedy. <laughs> it's pretty true, though. It's, it, he uh, is in, in a lot of movies, good and bad. He is. He is. Um, speaking uh, of good and bad, successful. we would like to welcome you to the podcast and program. This is episode uh, sixty. We're at, I think, sixty. We're about a year and a month, two months in. We got uh, we got a lot to talk about this week. We got a lot of things on the docket. We got playoff hockey to talk about. We have uh, more viewers of the week uh, this week than we've had probably in the last two months combined. We have. Uh, some signing updates. We have uh, Jake Ottinger. Also, I'm going to be filing a, a copyright against him. That well, that's coming up. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of lot of stuff. Uh, the, the chick behind the Dallas bench. You want to start with that before we get into the viewers of the week? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Okay. So the playoffs are underway, uh, and if you hear that 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 sizzling sound in the background, my woman is cooking breakfast right now. She's making an omelet before she goes to work. Hope she has a great day. It smells good. It, smell, it actually does smell pretty it, it good. It smells Roasted fantastic. Mushrooms. I can smell it from here. Where, are you, where are you at, by the way? In Minnesota. I'm in, uh, what's it called? I'm in uh, Eden Prairie. Eden Prairie? Mm-hmm. Is that where? That's me. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, so you're about nine hours away. So, yeah, it smells good. Inner Grove Heights, Eden area. Like, yeah, yeah, it's 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 good. Oh, Moose is just waking up. Shout out to Moose. We're uh, good for the kid. He's looking jacked. Jacked That's and naked. Good. We like the latter half of that. Yes, yes, sir, we do. Speaking but, uh, of naked, yes. speaking of Eden Grove, getting in the Grove, uh, the chick at the Dallas Stars game behind, right behind Ooh. the bench. So if yes. you did not know, I, I feel like you had been like sleeping on a rock not to see this because this kind of took the internet by storm last week or I guess the oh, week before. Did. So there's this female, and, and this happens every, I'd say like once a year during playoff times, but there's this chick sitting right behind the Dallas Stars bench, right behind Rick Bonus, and we're not talking... A little bit of melon. We're talking the whole cantaloupe. We're talking the whole watermelon. The shish kebab. Everything yeah. is hanging out. And it is very, very obvious that... Um, she knows what she's doing. Yeah, she, this isn't her first time. This isn't... You know, she went to the game. Oh, are these in row one behind the stars bench? Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. That did not she, happen here. <laughs> and she knows. Like, she sees the boys turning their heads looking at her. Like, they're, you know, they're giving the old... Yo, you seen the girl behind us? And they give the... Try not to make it obvious, but blatantly make it obvious. And they just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I see her. Meanwhile, you get coach, the guys talking on the bench. They're looking at the iPad. They look behind. Yeah. She looks at him. She's like. Yeah, dude, she, she's <laughs> doing it on purpose to get attention. She got exactly what she wanted to. Well, the I did a little bit of dirt torque. digging. Okay. I did some dirt digging on this. Okay. She's an Instagram fit chick or, or um, an influencer, shall we say. And she's got an OnlyFans, okay? Yeah. And she was posting videos before, posting, hey, me and the girls are going to the game tonight. And it took me a little bit to click it, you know, a couple pucks off the head. You know, my the mind girls. isn't as strong as what it used to be. <laughs> and then it clicked. Oh, yeah. 
she's talking the about girls. The yeah. Yes, she is. <laughs> and so she was doing like the whole like like selfie shot, kind of showing you the legs, showing you a little bit of everything. And then she was making these TikToks. And one of her TikToks, I think, hit like five million views because she had, you know, her jugs out and she went to the game. It's beautiful. I mean I mean it's not it is, but it it, it is, but it isn't. You think you think those guys like uh like if Torts was on the bench, you'd be like, This is bad for the game. Oh, hundred percent. He he would probably. You know how like some junior teams, they don't want anybody watching the game unless they pay. They put up like banners, like cover the glass. Yeah. So you can't. Torts would probably do that. For sure, he'd be like, "Boys, focus on the game here." Put up like you a know? moxie sign, which actually might be kind of worse. Yeah, like, it's like that scene in uh, like Herb Brooks and Miracle when he gets pissed because the boys are checking out the girls. But uh, dude, people like the guy. You'd be surprised, like. There was a girl, I, I did tell the story after this game, but when I was playing in Orono, there was a TikTok girl on uh, behind our bench who's got a few, couple million on TikTok. Uh, I forget her name, Ali Sh- Schneip or something like that. Her brother's a country singer. She TikToks. They do, the, she, they do those fake videos where it's like, my sister reacting to my song for the first time. They're like, oh my God. This is you? <laughs> and it's like, I had no idea you sang all these years. It's like, yeah, they do those videos. But uh, she was behind the bench, and all the boys were like, yo, check out the girl behind the bench. And like, you know, and you don't you don't want to be like the guy to get caught looking by the coach or, or like the boys. But people definitely talk and look. So they're all very aware during that game, I'd say. Yeah, like one of the guys looks behind. Like they make eye contact with um, a Rick Bonus. Or, or, or imagine if it's Torts, they make eye contact with Coates. Or coach, second, get your eyes back on the eyes. Oh, sorry, coach. I thought I thought you said my name. No, no, okay. <laughs> Tyler, what did we talk about? <laughs> I feel like he's the guy too. <laughs> he is a hundred percent the yeah. guy. Tyler, <laughs> we talked about this. He's like, sorry, coach. Sorry, coach. <laughs> sorry, I, I can't help myself. I'm a sex. Yeah. I'm a sex addict. Chaz, my addict. <laughs> sex addiction is real, guys. Spread awareness. It's a disease with like medication and prescriptions and stuff. I feel like it, I feel like it is real for for some people. I feel like they're truly addicted to sex. And what I'm saying is, I'm one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> I've been meaning to talk to you, Travis. Well, we can diagnose that problem with potentially some other people that share an addiction. Our podcast, the Viewers of the Week. You want to go through that? Yeah, yeah. Let's do Viewers of the Week. Get them okay, early and often. So. Uh, the Viewer of the Week program, or segment of the podcast, if you are on the video version, uh, you can leave a comment down in the comment section on YouTube. We'll pencil you in. If you're on the audio version, let's say you're driving in the car, you're at the gym, whatever, you can stop. Send me a message on Instagram. Send Pat a message. Send me an email, whatever you want, and we'll pencil you in. Just, you want a shout-out? It's free. It's public. It's a free public shout-out, and it costs you nothing other than listen to the podcast, I guess. We got uh, 28 and counting, so I'm going to try to rip through these as fast as we possibly can. We got, uh, first off, Mark Alfred. He is our first Patreon supporter. You hopped on Patreon, donated 25 bucks. Shout out to you, Marky Mark. Um, He said he wants to be on the uh, uh, viewer special episode. We're going to be doing a viewer special episode next month where we bring you, the viewer, on to have a conversation with us. Uh, He's headlining. He's the first Patreon member, so shout out to you, buddy. We got Liquorball Jim, says a comment on everything. Tractor Guy. Tractor Guy, remember him? He is back. back. He's not the tractor, though. He's, um, I can't remember where he is. I think he's in a car, like an SUV, but I could be wrong. Um, Brett Baden, Brett Baden, sorry, I screwed that up. Brett, he says, Pat looks cuter with salad. Tell him that. 
There you go. Oh, yeah, because I trimmed my hair a bit, I think. That's what he was talking about. Yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't trim it either, but that's okay. We got Charlie Lowell says, I watched Pat rip Bucky Chad's bud. That's what he said. Want me to tell you? Oh, thanks, uh, man. We got Gavin said he discovered the podcast through my comments on the Bar Down Instagram page. Also, can you shout out the Sands Sharks in the FIHL? I think I made a typo there, but shout out to you, buddy. We got Jordan Hurley. Uh, Jordan Hurley. Um, says, good day. I'm an ice and inline player from New Zealand. Love the podcast. Listen to it when I drive cross country to work. We got Jack Polisak from Carberry, Manitoba, about, uh, about two and a half hours from where I'm at right now here in Winnipeg. We got BJ Mahar. Said, would love to be viewer of the week. Boom. Penciled you in. We got, uh, Nap Keel. He says, there's no way you're going to pronounce that right, but I'm going to try it. Or Nap Kyle. I would like to be viewer of the week. Uh, my high school made poutine and it looked terrible. Please mention this. Got you in. Uh, DoorDash Pete says, Going to be viewer of the week, you know. While you're thinking of me, I was Ubering a 500-pound dude. Shout out to you, DoorDash P. We love you. We got Dylan Lawrence, got back in the goal after, at 40 years old, finally, and he said he loves it. Shout out to you, buddy. Loves the game. Maybe the game doesn't love him back, but he definitely loves the game. We got Robert Weber, Marsh, Morash, longtime viewer. Aiden and Big Rob from Dartmouth, the Dartmouth Whalers. We got TJ Fatco, low court. I think I mispronounced that. Zamboni driver, fourth period all-star, and loves the podcast. We got Ryan Morrison, responded to me on the Chicklets comment section, says he loves the podcast. Also, we got some other shout-outs on the Chicklets comment section. We got Evan Drake, Davis, Michael Ray, Scott Rashoad, Chris Jewell. He's a Pens fan from uh, Kamloops, Canada. Wanted me to mention that as well. We got Mr. Sousey, Landon Baldwin, Eric Lunt, just got back into the game also as well. We got Brett Kruba, Connor Dowes, Trent White, and Braden, who wanted me to say, go Sioux City Musketeers in the U show who he is with. That is 28 viewers of the week. Holy shit. That was a lot. Anyways, I have a few. <clears throat> How many got? <laughs> Three. First oh, one. Yeah, first one's Ryan Beaven. And, uh, he was last week's, by the way. Was he really? He was, yep. Oh, okay. Well, shout out to him again. But he ended up DMing me, uh, telling me how the podcast makes his day and whatnot so double shout out to him why does this always happen they they dm me after (laughs) and then they'll tell me the same thing they told you playing mom and dad they're playing that game that's uh, yeah so anyways another one drayden did you say him okay drayden or dryden cassie he said can i be viewer of the week he's a big fan of the podcast and i said yes with a few s's I was flirty with him, and it was, yep, yep, yep. And that's one. And then the other one I have is Luke Velez, or Veals, or Veal, little eggplant parmesan, maybe. Try the veal. Yes, and he said, if I could be viewer of the week, that would be dope as he said. Before I yo, I love the podcast, and could I be viewer of the week? I said, yes, for sure. And he said, hey, let's go. He was all excited, so shout out to Luke. And all the other viewers, the 37 that Trav had. That is awesome. I don't know if you can hear it, by the way. Apparently, somebody pulled the fire alarm in our apartment building. Oh, they're testing the fire alarm. Oh, that's great. They're testing the fire alarm. Okay. That's fantastic. uh, Good to know it works, right? Yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh, Speaking of uh, of working or not working, you know anything about Dua Lipa, by the way, before we get into our content? I like Dua. Yeah. I don't. I'm not like, like a music? diehard, but I, I like her. Yeah, I like her stuff. I like her. You know, I like her a lot. Yeah, I, I like, like her, her for sure. She's, there's she's, something. Uh, she's like a Brit. She's like my new Britney Spears. She's like a Latino Britney Spears. I think. Uh huh. 
that's an interesting way to put it. She's she's my girlfriend's uh, woman crush. Like she loves Dua. She's mine too, and that's her real name too. Like who names her kid Dua Lipa, and she's from so, the UK. Well, it was they their her dad and uh, her dad was getting a DUI when he was filling out her birth certificate, and he accidentally wrote D D U I, D U A. He was like D U A Dua. And then Is that he, a true story? No, I'm just making shit up. I don't know. Oh, imagine he's like, oh shit, D U A. Go, go on Do with the story. Uh, go on with the story. Yep. Yeah, that was that was about it. And then they then next thing you know, her name is Dua. He didn't think she was going to be a you know a pop sensation that she is. Yeah, nobody will know about my DUI at all. <laughs> DUA. The <laughs> Dua Loop Lipa. No, yeah, she's she's great, I, and I like some of her her tunes. Were you just shutting her out, or was there like a story about her? Public. No, no, I no, dude, I I love Dua Lipa. She's oh. like my one of my favorite. She was posting a TikTok video the other day, like doing yoga. I yeah. like yoga now; it's great. Oh, you only like it because of her? Yeah, that's yeah, she's my. Yeah, yeah. that's special. I, I I I get that. I get that. Sp- speaking of pop like sensations, like uh, someone that I've been very into is Liver King. Have you checked his stuff out? It's kind of scary. Yeah, yeah, it's terrifying. Like he he is um, a bigger version of my training partner at Jiu Jitsu Hans. Mm. I, I found Ooh, out Hans huh? is a is a police officer and he, and he's ripped. I saw him naked in the shower the other day after a class. I'm like, this guy's got wow. huge knockers. Like like, like <laughs> he's got like knockers like the size of like yours. Oh wow! Like like he's got huge like and he's ripped like chiseled like 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 the Liver King. And I'm 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 rolling with this guy on the mat. It's jujitsu every day. Anyway, sorry that doesn't have anything to do with it. But yeah, Liver King. Yeah, well, dude, Liver King has this. So his answer to when someone accuses him of steroids is that he's living the ancestral life, like our ancestral beings that were at our highest form. He's a psychopath, and that when you're his belief is that when you're low on testosterone or like. Um, anything say you have like a heart failure you eat a heart or like say your liver is failing you eat a liver or like your organs you know that's how you would cure that by eating if we if we could back that up just for a split second because maybe some people don't know who he is so the liver king is i don't know if he's like a bodybuilder he looks like a bodybuilder but he basically lives a carnivore diet where he only eats meat what's raw meat except except everything's raw he doesn't cook it's like it's not just meat like he eats livers like balls he eats testicles and shit it's it, he was on logan paul's podcast recently and explained it's very weird i watched that too yeah mm. but do you think he's on steroids i don't know i, I like to think all of those guys are on steroids because like i yeah. can't fathom how you get that big but i don't know i'm, I'm not in the i'm not in that, that industry so i don't know it feels like he is <laughs> derek more plates more dates said concluded that he's likely on steroids which I could get behind that, and I, I just don't think that eating uh, intestines raw or testicles will make you that. Like, he eats testicles to get his testosterone up or some shit, and I just don't see that making you look that ripped and big. But who knows? Maybe he's like four foot six, so he's just like. Yeah. Is he? Is he actually no. that short? <laughs> no, no. Oh. But he is a smaller guy. He's not that tall, I don't think. So they're more in, in your neck of the woods, pun intended. I'm pretty tall. I'm I'm tall. Can we can we get a height measurement on Liver King? Do we know how tall he is? Uh, let me see if it if, if Google knows. 
Um, I, I will say I love meat, but I could never. If you put like a, are we talking like a cow's penis or like a cow's testicle or like like what kind of yeah, penis and testicle? Yeah, yeah, I think like a cow's. Oh, cow's the prairie ball. oysters is what they're called. Yeah, bison's Ca- penis. Bison, he eats the balls. Yeah, and he had, Logan tried it. It was weird, man. They were like eating sacks and shit. I don't. I mean, if He's I was never starving, yeah. If I was starving, I was like out in the middle of nowhere. Like I, I'd have to. I mean, I mean, I'm sure I would. But if you put it like in a plate right in front of me, I would probably just. I'll probably just walk away. I wouldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. It's an acquired taste. I would not look forward to eating it. Apparently, you can order it. There's a place in Minnesota, and my friends were like looking to order testicles. They're like, "Dude, you down to eat some?" I'm like, "Eh." (laughs) "You you imagine the guy like like placing the order, like uh, fulfilling the order, like, yeah, we got to skip order for testicles. (laughs) (laughs) Drop the testicles in the fryer. (laughs) (laughs) You got to just season them nice, you know." Put the right seasonings on. Apparently, they taste great. Some little Mexican taco testicles. seasoning. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Spaghetti and testicles. <laughs> you imagine <laughs> you get like a weird. big bowl of spaghetti. There's just two big nuts right in the middle. <laughs> like, oh, my favorite. Thanks. <laughs> That's sweet. That, oh, that is so yeah. gross. So uh, that is nasty. No, it, it really is. Um, anyways, on to on to bigger and yeah. You, you want to, you want to talk about uh, our our hockey? Some actual uh, reason why people come. We'll, we'll get into the UFC stuff in, in a second. Well, yeah. Then we could. We, well, let's talk our hockey, and then we can chat playoff hockey. That's, uh, yeah, absolutely buzzing right now. But yeah, the, for for me, there's not much going on still. So you can uh, you can fill in yours first. Yeah, I was gonna ask you though. Uh, I don't I don't know if we talked about it or not. You mentioned the possibility of you going to Europe. Can can you picture yourself playing in Europe? Like playing professionally in Europe anytime soon, or, or do you just see yourself staying in your kind of like little pocket in the East Coast U.S.? Yeah, probably not in the near like this. Not definitely not this year. Um, I have to build. Is there a reason wanna, why? Well, yeah, one I definitely want to push it here to see what I can do. Well, because I only have a couple more years of like that. Um, two. If, if if I could for a sec, what you're meaning is you feel your window of opportunity closes in North America if you go to Europe and it's harder to come back. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Um, also, too, I want to build up my resume more to make more money over there if I was to go. It's like the better I do here, like I think I can do a lot better like production-wise and have a good year in the coast. And like if I put up numbers, then it helps the the case of like going overseas yeah it's like oh he he put up this amount of numbers like that helps your like you make more money overseas let's take a quick break is real music dying what even is real music and who are we to judge that well my father is a lifelong musician and together we've been making music for over a decade In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird, and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer, or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. I've noticed that like what you do in North America, whether it's junior college pro, that is like the benchmark and that's the the resume that gets you in the door yeah. over here. Like it's harder to 
to do it over here over in Europe and then bring it back home. You know, like it's it's um it's kind of like a university education. It doesn't transfer from college to college. Yeah. No, exactly. In, in that sense. Exactly. And, and it's a cool life popping? experience though. No, no, and I'm sure it's it it is um yeah, I'll th- I'll see. I don't know. I don't know if I want to like commit yet to like do it for it would be weird to how many months it would be like seven eight months eight months uh it it depends on how good or how shitty your team is so Mm. it it starts earlier so um like for me i report end of august yeah for you because you'd be at a higher level i would assume you'd report middle of august maybe even beginning of august depending on like i I don't think you'd be playing in like an shl or like a like a top liga i don't think no i think those i'd be the uh the second, second wave, the second wave of leagues at this point. Probably. Yeah. So, yeah, those guys report be, or end of July. So you'd probably report like middle of August, I believe. I could be wrong on that. Maybe, again, I yeah. don't play there in, in El Svenskin. But um, compared to like right now where you report, what, beginning of October for the Cheezer? Yeah. It's like October 1st is like the camp or something like that, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. Well, in the whole relegation thing, like if... If your team's like average, it'll be a short season. You're done by like Valentine's Day. If you're like really, really, really bad, you go into the relegation and then you got to play a lot of games to like get relegated down. So if you're like a terrible dog shit team, it's almost as long a season as if you're like playing for advancement, you're really good. Like you go into like April and it's like an eight month, eight plus, eight plus month season. So, um, yeah, I guess, yeah, because most of the guys in Europe are done or done a month ago, but, um, the North America thing I, f- I find is kind of interesting too, because like whether you're, you're in the coast like you or let's say the SP or the Fed, it's all kind of like an October timeline, and it finishes up in middle of April in that ballpark. Yeah, the regular season does, and then like my season ended uh, what like a week into May it was. But that's also because of the the, so, the flu playoffs. the flu extended season, right? Otherwise, it would have been a little bit the what uh, shorter the 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 COV the flu. Right, that no. extended kind of things out. No, this year was normal time. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's 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 just like it's weird. It's like a it starts a couple weeks later than the NHL and uh, ends a few weeks earlier. Mm-hmm. So it's a little shorter. Yeah. yeah, just a bit shorter. It's like sixty something games or something like that. Seventy games, I think. But yeah, um, for you, for you, is there an update of your? You got you got updates. We, you we got, got a little bit of an update. John Stockton. <laughs> so the, the the offer, the two offers, like the one in Norway and one in, in Sweden, that's still on the back burner because they, like I mentioned, those weren't really offers that like we were happy with, I, and that I was happy with to say I'm going to go over there, I'm going to get better, and it's a great opportunity to play and, and do something good. Um, it, it's kind of interesting right now. So we, there are so many Division Two teams that got relegated down to Division Three this year because they're trying to clean out. Um, like some of the divisions in Sweden, like there's like 300 teams. Like there's so many teams. And they're, they're trying to clean them out. So there's so many teams that came down this year that now the Division Three teams, I'm being told, all want Division Two players because they think they're going to fill a whole Division Three roster of Division Two players because mm-hmm. so many players that came down. But the problem with that is Division Two players coming down don't want to play Division Three. They want to stay there, right? So right. Um, there, there's kind of like a, it's almost like a stalemate right now. Like nobody wants to sign Division Three guys. The Division Two guys don't want to sign with Division Three teams. So that's kind of at a, at a, a gridlock right now. And there's probably not going to be anything. I'm being told for at least another month that's going to be like before they start like bending and start signing Division Three guys. What I was told as well, and again I got to be kind of a little tight-lipped on some of the details, but um, 
there is a very high risk, high reward opportunity for me in the Fed this season. Mm. Um, I'm not going to name a team or a location. I'll just say in the Deep South. And I like the Deep South. We've we established this before, right? Yes. Fried chicken, collard greens, grits, oh. that kind of Deep South. Yeah. Right. Of course. Of course. Not not the the back end. The, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> my apologies. Sorry, no, no. That, those are chitlins. Chitlins. Yeah, of course. Uh, no, those of are course. gross. But yeah, uh, yeah. There's a good opportunity, and I think that that from what I've been told and what I've observed as well, there's never been more um, like call ups, like going up and going down in North American hockey than there ever has this past season. Granted, the the flu is probably, yeah. hopefully, fingers crossed, going to fade a little bit away next year. Um, but there's still going to be some opportunities with that, with with the shuffle of things and. It would be a good opportunity. It's going to extend my off season a little bit by probably the next it, like month, month and a half. Yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be sweet. Um, the as far as the 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 CEO, the co, um, they're not like pretty much every team now because the NHL passed it is just testing with symptoms. So like, if you have symptoms, you choose to get tested. You know. Unless you're going to Canada, so it's, there's going to be a lot less um, like ten day absences of players, I believe. Is uh, is is what I think as far as the Fed for you. I think I mean that'd be cool. You know, you get you're in the states and in, in uh, playing the Fed in America. It would definitely be an experience for your uh, for YouTube followers and yourself. But it would definitely be some good content. I'd be curious to see uh, see how the because I've, I've heard stories that that league is there's there's some dark dark times like with, yeah uh, I'm not gonna lie I'm a little bit worried about that I mean I, I was told already just like yesterday over the phone that like the the vlog is gonna have to be a backburn or the, even the podcast is gonna be, have to be a little bit hush hush because obviously the Swedes right. are a little bit more laid back the like these guys might be looking for any opportunity to say you know see you later right because in in Sweden, there's more stability, like we talked about. But right. in the Fed and in North America, it's like, well, they can get rid of me tomorrow for no reason. Just say, see you later, Trav. And I had that experience three years ago when I went to Columbus. And, I mean, it wasn't a great experience. So, like, when I'm thinking of the Fed, I'm thinking of that experience. And when I'm training and when I'm doing stuff, I'm thinking, okay, well, they they promised me the world and got rid of me like that last time. Mm. I'm anticipating that to happen again. So how do I fix it? Well, I just I need to have a great summer. I need to really focus on my on ice game and make myself very dominant and come in focused and, and no f- around with excuse my language but no messing around with cameras and the vlog and the pot like this business and stop pucks and it, it should be fine again high risk high reward compared to in europe yeah do you find so do you find that would be worth it for you when like your youtube has been your your bread and butter and it's been your source of income for a few years now your main source of income, I should say. But uh, do you find that worth it if they're like, you have to put this on the back burner where you can't really post this and have the same uh, behind the scenes as you usually do? Do you think that's worth it because you'd be playing at a higher, maybe a higher level of hockey? I'm not really sure what the comparison would be to... Yeah, probably probably about the same. I think the Fed and Division Three, like where I was at, I think very similar comparables. Yeah. Different styles of hockey, but... I think the I think the trade off is worth it because I'm I'm at a point in my life where like I I just want to be like like we mentioned before last week money doesn't matter to me all the other bullshit doesn't matter I just want to be happy 
And what makes me really happy is having a team, having a sense of purpose, and and succeeding. Like stopping pucks. There, it's like um, and I don't know if you can you can relate. I don't know if you ever played a musical instrument. It's like playing the guitar. Right, you, you hit that one chord and it sounds amazing, and you want to just you hit it again and again and again, and like you you keep going and it just it feels good. It feels right, and that's the same thing with goaltending. Like. Yeah, it's the same thing. You're doing a shuffle, you're doing a T-push, you're making a butterfly slide, you're making a save. But it, it's that, that feeling. It, it, there's just something that, that I love so much about it. And doing it at a high level and being successful with, with a team family environment is just something that like, I, I crave. And having the year where I didn't play hockey like two years ago, three years ago, when you know, shit went south with my college situation, just made me appreciate that so much more. So if, if I got to put the, the vlog on the back burner, so be it. Um, I have a couple ideas how to get it, how to like work around that. I think the podcast will be fine because we just like right now we set up a camera, we set the microphones, and we just go. And th- there's no hands on. It's just find a day off, talk about stuff. Yeah, the, I, I think the for sure. I think the podcast would be easier to keep up with because it's more so private. You know, you're just in your apartment or wherever you are recording your podcast, and it's it's tough. Like for me too, when I was like this year, I did a lot of um like reaction videos like reacting to my games more because it's it's one it's it's easier to do where you're not carrying a camera around in the locker room which can be you don't know how it would be taken in like a at a pro level or somewhere like you're not I'm a rookie on the team you know you're not super comfortable you don't want to be that rookie who's just like walk around with like cameras in people's faces like especially because it's an older crowd in college people are in their early 20s even 19 and it's like it's a different kind of energy versus pro you don't know it's they're not really so on board or with the social media aspect of things and it's like for that's why like um it you can get around you can still vlog but you just there like there could be less of like in locker room stuff like where i feel or you can't record your games from the net type thing you know it'd just be a different different perspective of it but still can be very productive and effective like through, if, through. if i could i think it's the old and i think it's it's slowly working its way out of hockey but that old dinosaur mentality of like things have been a certain way for 100 years we're gonna keep it that way so uh, for example like your vlog and my vlog i correct me if i'm wrong you have more more of a following than the main mariners echl hockey team is this true or is this false that is true yes Right, so right, so the team has less following, and people that care about the team. This is my words, not Pat's. Less people that care about the team than care about Pat. You see what I'm saying? Like you could be using that as an asset to bring people into the rink, fill yeah. the arena, and make money. But this old school mentality of let's keep the cameras away, let's just focus on hockey, kind of suffocates that out. Shall we say? I do think though. By taking the the vlogging aspect, like, like the hands-on, like putting cameras in people's faces and the, the yeah. cameras in the locker room, by taking that away, I think it it makes it a little bit easier on the guys. And I found this year towards the end when I started doing like the more storytelling approach where I tell the story in the edit, not in the moment. It made things a lot easier. It came together faster. It was more polished. And it made everybody happier because I wasn't interviewing guys and, and putting cameras in people's faces, which is the key. If guys can feel comfortable and the coach can feel comfortable and... I, th- I think that is the the secret sauce to making it work. Now, can you or I make two videos a week, maybe even a video every single week? Absolutely not. It's going to happen when it happens, but that's what we have the podcast for. We do the podcast every single week, and we can share the stories as they come. There's some things that will have to be a little bit tight-lipped until maybe we're done or we move on, but it's still a great resource. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. It, it just could be just be a little different, a little shift. It definitely could mm-hmm. be good stuff. Speaking of a shift, there is a shift going on this Father's Day. We want to tell you all about it. The folks at Manscaped.com. Listen, old daddy-o for Father's Day probably has a big sack. And he's got a big sack. He's got some hair on there. He's got to get rid of it, which is why we got old the lawnmower. Sacks. And you'll see behind me, we got the weed whacker. He's got some, you know, some nose and some ear hairs. You just shove it in there you get it done. Right behind me, right here. This is the first for the new Manscaped Platinum Package. We got the shampoo and uh, conditioner. We also have the body wash. I actually used the last of it yesterday, so I'm all out. So, uh, uh, shout out to Manscaped. We're going to need some more shampoo and, or body wash in this apartment. And then we got, uh, let me grab it here. We got the uh, Ultra Smooth Package, which is the uh, crop exfoliator, the crop gel, and the crop shaver. It's going to give you a, a razor smooth shave for uh, down on the boys, down in the area, in the nether regions. Because uh, some of us have weird shapes. Maybe you got like a, a cut or a scab or a wart, and you don't want to, like you can't, like, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, going like, but this against a wart isn't ideal. So you just use the shaver and you're good to go. And old daddy is going to be looking good for Father's Day. And it's the gift that keeps on giving, because then mom's going to be happy, because mom has yes. a smooth tree and a smooth yard to work with. Everybody's happier, better feng shui in the building. Yeah, it's it's one of those things, man. These old man sacks need treatment as well. You know, they're hanging low, very low. You know, I'm getting actually, a very weird look right now from my woman. <laughs> she doesn't like she, the old man. She just sack. gave me a look like she's she's never heard you do that that ad before. Maybe no, she has the old man I, sacks. I, I think she's picturing like a dad with like a like a, his sack and a wheelbarrow, like full of like hair and having like yeah. shave it with the warts in her. Yeah, it's a bad image, but you, yeah, you, get you the did point. start talking about warts, and it, that got weird because it's like, are you talking about genital warts? You know, <laughs> and everybody's I'm like, going with what's something going different on here? Days. Yeah, yeah, um, but for sure, get your dad one, even if it's not for his old man sack, even if it's for his old man chest. You know, maybe he's been doing push-ups like my dad, and he wants to show that off. Give him a little manscape buzzer and get that hair off, and let him show off those old man pecs that he's been working on on the beach. Hit the beach, do some uh, do some stretches, do some sprints with your with your old man and manscape on uh, on this day's on this year's Father's Day, which is coming up not long. It's only a few weeks out, so don't don't wait, don't wait. Use the code Biscuit, get twenty percent off all products. Treat your dad well. Get him the soaps, the shampoos, the deodorant, the chapstick. It's, you know, if you're going to be in the sun, get that chapstick. It's all part of that new Manscaped Platinum Package. There's a link in the video description on the YouTube version. There's also a link down in the podcasting notes on Apple, Spotify, Google, Diesel, Stetcher, all those podcast platforms. The code is Biscuit, B-I-Z-K-I-T, 20% off, free shipping. We got you like we do every single week. Uh, Speaking of getting you, you want to talk a little bit about uh, the Tony Ferguson thing? Uh... Yeah, yeah, the 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 Fergs. Um, yes, little UFC. He got he got head kicked like brutally, and I thought he was dead. Oh, I, I I saw that too. I was like, oh my god, he's dead. This is the first death the UFC's gonna dude, have. <laughs> he was like, he went down like hard, and then Rogan was like, he is still out. I'm like, Jesus Christ, is he like, is he alive? It was it was kind of scary. Yeah, he got fed football kicked right to the chin and it was like so like, like it didn't look like that bad of a kick it looked like a normal kick Ugh. that you know the ufc guys would deliver and he just like a sack of bricks was just and, and you could even see with, with chandler so we're obviously we're talking about the ufc this past weekend or the weekend before michael chandler tony steven or tony ferguson and uh, chandler just kicks him in the face and he just he knew right away when he hit him he hadn't even contacted the um to the 
What, what, what do you call yeah, it? Yeah, he didn't the, the, ground and pound. He stopped. Yeah, he was. He's, really, he's, he's yeah, done. We're yeah. we're out of here. Um, yeah, on, on which that is note, good on him. Yeah, yeah, respect. No, yeah. no, Masvidal special. Yeah, he's yeah. knocked out Ben Askren. And he's still feeds him two more punches. <laughs> he's like, "You want some? You want some?" <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was yeah um, that was uh, vicious. Uh, I mean, it was right to the chin. If you get head kicked right to the chin, like that's pretty safe to like it's pretty safe to say it's going to be a knockout. Like a lot yeah. of times, they'll move or block it before it hits like a bit so it won't uh, have that but that was like a football kick like he oh. hunted his head <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was not like karate karate style and like technical it was just a full-on like punt like a 40 yard <laughs> field goal to the yeah. face and he just right off his face like his head was the football and uh <laughs> it crushed him and there was that someone whoever got that photo is but caught the photo of his foot crushing his face and it like crunched it up and McGregor had a field day because Tony Tony has always called him McNuggets trying to get like chirpy and he was like laughing how Ferguson literally looked like a McNugget and he had comparison pictures and like fading the McNugget over his face (laughs) I'm just picturing Connor at home in his mansion telling his PR guy hey could, could we get a we got a chicken McNugget on Ferguson's face. I want to. I want to post that if you don't mind. Yeah. yeah, get it over to me as fast as you can. I want to tweet that. Pictures of McNuggets. Who the picture fuck of is McNugget. that? <laughs> he looks like a McNugget. <laughs> you ever see? Because he deletes his tweets. I believe it's a marketing strategy that he does because it gets mm-hmm. people talking about it more. And uh, but he tweeted out once. He's like, "My but, me butler, me butler deletes my tweets." So there was a <laughs> he had a video of his butler like chasing him. He's like, "He's trying to delete my tweets." <laughs> and he's like running from with his phone. It's funny shit. I'm, I'm looking it, yeah. forward to watching him. Uh, watching him come back. It's gonna be a good fight whenever he does come back. Hopefully, sometime in the fall, maybe. Yeah, um, seemingly. Speaking of which, uh, I got a little something to tell you. A little update on my jujitsu classes. So I'm six classes in, going to class seven in about an hour and a half. We did rear naked chokes the other day. Ooh, it got serious. Yeah. Like, like there's there's something about uh, somebody putting you in a headlock, having a guy on top of you, mounting your back. But like when, like the, the first time on Tuesday when I got put in a rear naked choke, yeah, and the guy applied pressure and and I I felt it. I was like, oh my, like oh shit, like this is yeah, like like this isn't you know pretending. Like this is the real. Like I'm getting choked out. I need to do something about this. Did you tap? Oh oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah. yeah. It no, was yeah, Master Brennan yeah. who was demoing it, and and so he's demoing it on me, and he says tap whenever you're ready. And he started putting pressure on. I tap right away, and he says, "Watch this. If if they're defending against your neck and, and they put their hand in there, you could try to crush their jaw." And he's like, "I'm going to do this very gently. Please tell me when you feel something, because this will this will break your jaw fast." And I'm like, "Oh shit!" So he he goes against my jaw, and it took like a second, and I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm good. I'm I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. It's it's deadly." Dude, it's like once you, if someone gets locked, it, like once they get locked in, it's that's it. Like it's like five seconds you have to tap. It doesn't take long, no. Yeah. And I, I found out. too, like just trying to, like we talked about, like before I even started doing the classes, trying to keep that clear state of mind, kind of like in hockey. Yeah. Shit hits the fan. What is more stressful than being choked out in a rear naked choke? And and especially like when yeah, the guy locks you out. So like, like we were talking a lot about like you put the guy in the rear naked choke like you would, and then you're using your legs to kind of like like spread out his body. So it's it's obviously like if you're in a full splits compared to like your legs being close together, it's harder to move. 
So if you spread out the guy's body and you're choking him, like, good luck getting out of it. It's it's very interesting, especially when um, you, even some of the guys, like, like in our, our studio, I don't know if you call it a studio or our, our gym or whatever, you want, our training facility, but um, we, we got guys who are like five foot six, you know, five foot five, like real short guys, and they got some power. Like I mentioned, my training partner, Hans, he is a big guy. And yeah. uh, I feel I feel really good when I throw him around. I feel really confident in my in myself. Good. Fuck He's yeah. a big man. He's a big man. man. I was I was told the other not to brag. I was told the other day, honey. I don't know if I told you this or not. I was told by Hans that um, so he he mounts my back. He's he's mounted me. He's he's got his legs wrapped around my waist, and he's and he's seat belting me to kind of pull me back to roll me over to, to put me in a choke. And he was telling me I'm very. My lawnmower fell over. Okay. Oh no. Uh, well, that's okay. Well, Father's Day sale. Time to pick one up. Right? <laughs> um, he was telling me very hard to uh, to roll over. Very very good center of gravity, which is good. I don't. I've never heard that before. Mm-hmm. Good for a six five guy. That's that's great. <laughs> I I just get low and you know like you know like the the the, the handle you have in the car, the holy shit handle. Yeah. I basically I I grip the mat like that. I'm like holy shit. Don't let him roll me over. Yeah, it's terrifying. I'm sure. It, it is. Anyway, uh, you want to cap off a little bit of uh, playoff hockey talk? We got some yeah, stuff to uh, go the, over. The, the playoffs have been exciting, actually. Actually, one thing I wanted to go over first. So uh, Jake Ottinger obviously he had that amazing game seven performance, sixty three of sixty seven or sixty four of of sixty seven. Yeah. I think it was unreal. He stole my intro the other day. I don't know if what? you saw that. I posted about that. What did he do? So, so he had, I think, two or three 50-save-plus games in the series against Calgary. And somebody was interviewing him, asking him about, what, what are you trying to accomplish out there? And he said, and let me, let me pull this up for you real quick, because I, when I saw this, I just about lost it. He says, quote, At the end of the day, I'm just doing what feels right for me and um, chasing after my dream. Sound familiar? That's your intro. That, yep. Mine is, at the end of the day, I'm just doing what feels right for me and chasing down my dream. I mean, so, I guess it's it could be. It, I guess it could be a common thing to want, but it feels like he quoted it. Like I read that quote. Is, is it weird if I read that quote and I read it in my own voice with the intro with the music playing? That done. No, na, 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 na. If I heard that quote, I would also hear it in with your music playing in your voice. So, I tagged him on Instagram. I said, "This looks familiar." At Jake Ottinger, and I've sent him DMs in the past, and he's responded to them. He's been pretty good about responding to my DMs. I got iced. I got no reply. Did it say so seen? Po- it said seen. Seen by oh. Jake Ottinger, no reply. So then I posted it again the next day. Seen, no reply. And then I said, you know what? Third time's the charm. I sent him a message to say, hey, would you like to come on the podcast? Let's talk about life outside of hockey. I don't know if you like to fish. Whatever you do, no hockey. Let's just talk about life. Seen, no reply. Jake Ottinger does not want to come on the podcast. Jake, if you're listening, we would love to have you on the podcast. Maybe <laughs> come on sometime. Let's talk life. Let's talk coffee. How do you take your coffee? Blonde roast, dark roast? We'd like to know. Come on the podcast sometime. Sing the yeah. It seems like he might have quoted you, and now he's annoyed by you. <laughs> yes. He need got caught. He might have got caught quoting you. I, I will be honest. I got to confess or tell you the full story. No BS. I did send him a DM, I think, two or three years ago. I saw he, he, he never followed me, but he's been creeping my stuff. He's always creeping my stuff. There's a lot of guys that you would be surprised to always creep my stuff when I see it. And so yeah. I sent him a message. I was like, bro, you're just going to keep creeping and no follow? I, I never got a message back after that. Oh, oh no! 
I called them out. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of guys you'd be surprised to creep my stuff that maybe I should call out. Or maybe I shouldn't call out, but that's funny. Yeah. Anyway, you want to talk a little bit of uh, playoff hockey? You want to yeah, get yeah, some hot yeah. takes? Uh, I thought uh, like the game last night was very exciting. Calgary versus Edmonton, game one. Yeah, little, it was uh, six. Wild w- game. Was it was it six two or is it six one at one point? I think it was six to one. Okay, so six two. So it was. Yeah. So okay. So let's say it was six two. Me and and my, and my girlfriend, we were, we were watching hockey, and we said we we're gonna go grocery shopping, and we went grocery shopping. We came back, and it was basically a tied game, and I don't know, maybe we were gone for like thirty minutes ish, yeah. give or take. And I came back, I was like, what just happened? It was kind of like the uh, the Sharks Vegas game when they came back from four nothing a couple years ago. Yeah, same thing happened. I was watching the game, said, oh, this is boring. It's four nothing. I went to go make some blueberry muffins. I came back, the game was tied. <laughs> Couldn't believe yeah, it. Yeah, it's it was pretty. I did the same thing where I like. I was like, oh, they're getting crushed. And I went downstairs, started like setting up something. And all some Neil texts me. He's like, dude, are you watching this game? I'm like, oh, what What the fuck? They tied it? I'm just fucking, that's crazy shit. But uh, end of the day, uh, Calgary ended up winning. Um, I think the, like, Kachuk is so easy to, like, if you're a, like, Edmonton fan watching or any team fan watching against. He's so easy to hate, like when, uh, like, because he's such a prick out there. Oh, it's so pretty. Annoying. It's very entertaining, though. It's, it's like, but if you're playing against him or rooting against him, like that, like you probably hate him. You know what I think makes it worse? Like he can be an asshole and say whatever he wants. Like, like Brad Marchant maybe taking yeah. like some political stances against you. To oh, you're a Trump guy. I love Biden. Oh, you love Biden. Trump 2024 stuff. Like that. Or even asking Evander Kane if he needs a loan or if he needs some money last night. That's the funny. part that the part that would drive me the craziest is that he does it while he's chewing on that stupid mouth. Guard. Oh yeah. He's just he's just like chawing on it. It's like oh, I just yeah. want to punch you in the face. <laughs> he did, dude. He did too. Uh, that that mouth guard is so annoying, is it not? It, oh, it is. That was a fun, that was a good chirp on a cane, though. You need some money. <laughs> we, we were talking about before we started recording the uh, the game six in L.A. when uh, Kane nets the uh, the empty netter to go ahead, yeah. and he puts up the seven. He puts up the seven sign. I had the comment from the Chicklets comment section that Pat loved. Said uh, he wasn't actually flashing seven for we're going to game seven or that we just scored seven. It was that after the signing bonus, I'm seven mil away from paying back yeah. all my debt. <laughs> It's funny shit. Seven mil left, boys, <laughs> and then I'm dead free. <laughs> yeah, that, that I mean, it's probably probably accurate. But that was that was probably one of your best comments on the chicklets. Did it get much hate, or I mean, it probably. Oh, I, I I think it got like twelve hundred likes. It got almost as many likes as my comment on the on the Marner uh, carjacking the other day. I didn't see that comment, but that also okay, was may, scary shit. Um, it, it is scary stuff, but I feel like when a guy's getting paid ten million dollars. And the team sucks, or, or sorry, they don't suck. They can't win. You expose yourself to having comments like this, and I took every opportunity at that. So I saw that. Obviously, scary stuff. Carjacking dudes with knives and guns, scary shit. Even if you know jujitsu and you can throw them in a rear naked choke, you don't want three guys with knives coming at you. However, no. I left a comment and said, after the Leafs lost, Leafs lost Game Seven on Saturday, this guy saw Marner at the movie theater parking lot after he bet everything on the Leafs this season and said, "I'm done. I'm done." Dude, I, honestly, like. My first thought when it happened was like, I wonder if it was a crazy fan who was just like pissed off about the the season. That's what I thought because I thought it was just one dude who like stole his car. I didn't know it was yeah. actually like a robbery. Yeah, but there, the, yeah, there, yeah, they stole the car and shit. But the, there is like some like Toronto is a crazy hockey city. Like there, the, those fans are either you 
your biggest fan or your the biggest fucking critic and haters like can i have uh, a hot take toronto is such a dump i would never live in a dump like toronto i've never toronto, actually been hamilton edmonton oh right yeah you're saying that dump i've never been there but i did know like um what do you call it mckay mccabe brian mccabe Gary. Gary he, uh he was he worked for florida and uh showed us he actually was emotional about it i think i might have told this on the pod before I don't, but, you haven't i don't recall this right please but, do tell yeah he was emotional because of his time in toronto he was showing us how like hard he was doing like media training he was showing how hard it can be because like he was in a slump in toronto and there was fans like making videos of like the downfall of brian mccabe and how showing all the highlights of his bad plays and his and shit and if he went on public he would get yelled at ridiculed and shit like that and he started showing a, a highlight reel that someone made on youtube and he started getting emotional talking about it like it like a true like that's how the fans in toronto are like it, it's good when it's good but if you're not doing good for them they'll like attack you and he uh but it also shows how fans have this like non they don't care and remember that the hockey player is a human being and this is their life and what they dedicate their life to and you're and of course they want to do good maybe as like fans might uh take that into consideration that it actually uh can affect the the player you know and would you agree or disagree it's the it's the hockey fans that have never played hockey and don't actually understand how the game works that are losing yeah. their stuff like guys like you and me that and again i'm not saying i play to the highest levels but i do understand the game and i'm not going after a guy at the 7-eleven in the parking lot trying to steal his car and tell him that he sucks i'm showing some respect online yeah whether, showing respect whether, in general whether or not that was what happened it could have just been random dudes who saw a rich kid with a uh, rich little guy with uh with a range rover and they're like oh Let's like let's get him. It could have been something like that, but maybe it was. Doesn't he drive a Doesn't he drive a Lambo? Doesn't he drive like a really nice sports I'm car? I'm not sure. I, I, heard, I when I read articles, I it's I thought I saw a Range Rover. I mean, if you drive a nice car, people are gonna want it. Yeah, yeah, and especially it's like you're in a maybe he's in a bad area. He's uh he's just a little guy. Like he's not a big dude. You know, no. doesn't he doesn't look like an intimidating guy. He, they probably saw it and were like, fucking... But that's terrifying, dude. Like, you can only imagine being in that situation. Like, what you would do. There's nothing you can do if someone has a gun and knife to you, you know? It's like... Apparently, they didn't show the gun and the knife. They had them on them. But, I mean, at that point... Like, if... if I don't know about you. If three guys approached me like that and they said, give me the keys... Because it's like, what are you going to do? What's Mitch Marner going to fight off three guys who might have guns and knives on them? You know? Absolutely not. Yeah, it's it's like okay, maybe he beats up one guy, and then there's two other guys hitting him, or maybe even the other guys pull out a knife. Like there's no, you just can't know there, and that's no. yeah. That, so that's a that's a shitty situation uh, to be in. I so. mean, if if you got a weapon on you, you maybe know maybe a little bit of jujitsu or something. Maybe you can work that into your advantage. But three dudes, give me the car, take it. It's a car. Yeah. I can replace the car, make an insurance claim. If, even my bike, like my bike, isn't I mean as expensive as a car, but. You want my bike? Yeah, take it. Just you know, don't take anything of value to me. Like like that emotionally is of value to me. But uh, speaking of things that you can take, you can take a new podcast from us. You can listen to us every week, every Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube, 
on the video version, as you can see right here, if you're in the car, Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all those podcasting programs we do at 11 a.m. Eastern. We do 8 a.m. in Vancouver and midnight in China. We would love to have you out for the next episode next week. Manscaped, pick up a lawnmower. Get Dad something nice for Father's Day. Pat Shea, take us away. Final notes. For See this. you guys at midnight in China. Shout out to Trav's fire alarm. This is, this is awesome.